This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spankies. Spankies. This is episode number nine. Wow, we are just getting through these fast now. <laughs> it's crazy. They send us to Lollapalooza and we start cranking out episodes every single day. It's like built-in content out here. Well, shout out to you if you're listening for the second time to our podcast now because you listened to our one yesterday and now you're like, wow, these guys aren't half bad. <laughs> I mean, they're fine. <laughs> uh, the Normani episode from yesterday, though, did break some records on the old Spanky's Corner of Podcast. <laughs> I mean, that was really the Normani like episode. Like... No disrespect to anybody else that was on it, but... Everybody else was great, just like how everybody's going to be great today. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about this episode. I had a great talk with NF this morning. He is one of my favorite people uh, to interview. Uh, really dove deep into his new album, The Search. Sorry I didn't show up for that. I was I was like in the bathroom, then I went to lunch. Well, it's, no, no, you didn't. Like, you weren't allowed. Like, they, you're not allowed within 200 feet of him. I was just trying to paint a prettier picture than what was actually <laughs> happening here. Uh, so you want to start with the NF? Yeah, thing? let's start with NF. And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have seven high-quality interviews from Lollapalooza here today. Uh, a former American Idol runner-up. Um, we have uh, a special guest from one of our favorite people on the planet. Yeah, yeah. His his name rhymes with Max. No, that is his name. And that's yeah. it, right? Yeah, it might be more than that. It's not like we're good at counting. Um, <laughs> so here you go. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! It's Julia hanging backstage, Lollapalooza with NF. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So congrats on all the success with time and the search. It's been really fun to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. How does it feel now that it's like out in the world? Um, doesn't feel like it is for yeah. some weird reason. I think this is the first record where I really felt like that. I think every other record I've been like, oh, my album, it's out. Yeah. And this one, I don't know. It just feels like, it doesn't feel real yet. Usually once I start touring or doing interviews like this, uh, I'm like, oh, wow. Now that, I'm talking about th- it. Yeah, that thing that I worked on for like every day for the past whatever it was four or five months or whatever so when did you start writing it i kind of start writing well after perception i toured so much that was my first time like not having tons of time just because i was touring so much because you did the perception tour and then you went right with logic right i did the perception tour and then i think i went to europe then i did the logic tour and then i did another u.s run after that so i think we did like 140 dates or something I could be wrong, but somewhere around there. And so uh, writing is one of my favorite things to do, um, but I honestly didn't have a lot done. But I had a, I think I had a few things going, and then really I uh, like dove into the record like January. But I just felt a lot of pressure because it was like, hey, I want to get the record done by this time so I could get it done this time. And most of my January other records, of this year? Yes. There's yeah. 20 songs on it. That's yeah. a lot of work. No, we had, I'm trying to remember which ones we kind of already had. We may have had some, but I definitely, most of the record was done okay. those three months. But one of my best friends, 
he lives, you know, around where I live. And so we were just every day getting in, trying to work. And But I did feel the most pressure I've ever felt on a record on this one. So I was going to ask, like, how do you how do you say done? Because I know you just write and you write. Like, is there was it because of time, like having to get it out? Mostly for me, I know I'm done or I decide to be done when it's like I feel like I've checked off the boxes of like, I want this style of song or whatever. Because, you know, like if you listen to my records, there's like it's all over the place. There's like a song that was very melodic and there's a chorus people could sing to. And then there's a song that's kind of weird and it's kind of like hip hop, but it's also like got big cinematic sounds in it you know what i mean so i just always want to check off certain boxes for my fans and for me personally of like hey this is the style i like and i want to have this on there and this on there and this on there so this one was just interesting i kept making songs but i was like oh i still haven't checked this box off but i still like the song that yeah. i made and so that's kind of how i think it ended up having a lot of a lot more songs on it yeah you said it was all over the place i mean sonically yes because you try and you do different things yeah. which is great but i think this album is so cohesive i mean the way you started it you got the interlude right in the middle and i think yeah. like the theme ties so much throughout yeah. When did you decide that the search was going to be kind of like the overhead for this? Like, do you pick like the theme you want to kind of go after first or does it just happen in your writing? I usually try to come up with like an idea for what I want the album to be. And this is actually something that's kind of cool and dope for me. It's like it always ends up or at least to this point, it always all kind of connects yeah. at the end. And I really think it does because I'm just talking about my life. And so it's like. It just kind of happens because um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so I usually, I try to come up with like a title and like the idea of like, hey, where am I at in my life? What am I doing? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how like the search came about is like, I think we're all, not to be corny, but on like a journey in life. And so, you know, it's kind of like where my journey is. And it's uh, one of the struggles I had for this record was after perception i was like man i want to make a record that's like so encouraging and like motivating for people and i went through like the darkest time of my whole life yeah. so that was kind of like a conflict that i had in my head and stuff because i was like i feel like i'm making another sad record when it's like well that's how you feel you know and so that was a struggle for me but at the end i think the product was exactly the end you know the end product i thought was exactly what it I think it been. was encouraging because you're not, you mentioned going to therapy in it, you yeah. know, and like that things, and you're not going to get there without, you yeah. know, talking about the stuff you went through first, which. Yeah. No, I think the end product was good. I think just going into the record, I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. And it's interesting because my music's always been so personal. It just wasn't like a realistic thing. I realized I was like, I'm not going to be able to write a song about this when I'm not there mentally or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just like I said, I felt so much pressure from this record just because my last record was like the first time I feel like, you know, millions and millions of people actually heard what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so coming to this, I was like, oh man, it's a lot to, I don't know. I have this thing where I always try to be like, uh, I think like the worst could happen. And I try to convince myself it probably will happen. And I try to tell myself, oh, if I convince myself of that, it won't hurt is bad if it does i do that too but it's a very it's not a realistic thing but i still do it all the time so that's something i'm trying to be 
I'm not a very positive person, so I'm trying to figure out how to do that. You know? Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you've ever written and you're like, this is too personal to put on the album? Because, I mean, everything you say is just kind of out there and as is. Like, have you ever had to hold back? Not very often, I don't feel like. Yeah. If there's something I don't want to say, I think I most of the time just don't you say You just it. don't write it. Or the interesting thing is sometimes you'll write something and you'll think about it different when you get older. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, when I was 23 or 24 years old, like, I look at life so different. Like, when I think about my mom, I'm not saying I would have wrote the song different about my mom um, passing or whatever, but, like, I look at that situation different because I'm 28 years old now, and I think about, I don't just think about me. I think about, like, what did my mom go through growing up? Oh, yeah. And, like, all those kind of things. Because I look at what I, my experiences growing up, how they've shaped me. And it's just, like, now I kind of look at people. Maybe not in the moment as much, but I don't know if it's therapy or what. But I'm able to step back now more and be, like, I wonder what's happened to that person or whatever. Or, like, you know. What? There's usually, like, deeper, every there's deeper rooted things for, like, everyone. Definitely. The things they do, you know. Well, and I would say, because I'm also 28, like, this yeah. part of our life is by far the most changing going through your yeah. 20s because you there's no way you could be the same person you were in your early yeah, 20s the way i thought my early 20s is like not com like not the same yeah like i've always been a super closed-minded person and i still am in a lot of areas but i do think about things a little like broader now where i'm like i wonder about this or what about that or you know what i mean that's like, good that's growth yeah yeah. Um, what made you decide on like the art for the album with the balloons and like where was that shot actually? Because the back like the background of that and yeah. I believe it's in I forget which music video. The search, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we shot that in Iceland. I actually really? had never been there and I wanted to do something that was I think every other project was kind of like a studio cover, except for Mansion. But it still was like a lot of like we built the sky and everything. Yeah. So the therapy session was in a studio with a desk and me sitting across from myself. And then perception was me in a studio with a cell and me in it. So I was like, I wanted to do something that was kind of like bigger looking, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so I was like, we shipped my cell. That's my actual cell in the background. And we shot the video there too, so the cover and the first single match, you know, they yeah. look the same. Yeah, and I know, like, you think, like, every element through oh, it has yeah. to mean something. Yeah. What does the shopping cart symbolize? The shopping cart's just like the, the, like, thing that's, I'm pushing around to carry my burdens or whatever, oh. you know? Um, the black balloons are really, like I just said, they're like burdens, but not just that, just like fears and doubts or whatever. And it's just that idea of, like, these things that hover over us. You know, sometimes we have more, sometimes we have less. Um, and it's just trying to figure out how to not allow those things to, like, control my everyday life. Because they definitely definitely do. Yeah. But the struggle I'm at in life right now is, like, I feel like if I let those things go that I'll be, like, losing a part of me. Which sounds, like, terrible because a lot of times it could be, like, negative. People would define it as, like, a negative thing. But sometimes I define, I look at my fears and my doubts and stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, but they help me Create. maneuver this area. Or they help me, like... Because I'm fearful, I'm more protective of myself, so I get hurt less, so I don't want to be less fearful. It's like a very twisted yeah. thing, and so that's kind of like, are that's ever, all part of the story. You know? Are you ever fearful that like you won't be able to create as much if that happens too? Because, like, I mean, it's just so genius and relatable and well-written, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all based off of what you went through. I think, like I said um, in my song Change, actually, I am addicted to, like, pain. Like, I'm addicted to 
this way of thinking because since I was a kid, I think I've like trained my mind to yeah. be like, hey, be careful of this because this happened at one point or be careful of this. Yeah. And so I don't know, like every once in a while, I'll think about that, but not that often, honestly. Like I do think about my work ethic, I think changing where I get concerned where I'm like, man, if I'm not like fearful about losing my career, am I going to work as hard? If I'm not like worried about people screwing me over, am I going to like get screwed over am i a weaker person if i don't stick up for myself and freak out on someone like that's a big thing i learned about myself is when i get embarrassed i snap on people mm -hmm. um and i've always been like a pretty angry like person like if you say something to me i don't like i'll just say whatever to you uh, but that was like one thing i realized about myself not always it's not always come embarrassed sometimes i just don't like you or i don't like what you said <laughs> <laughs> but i did realize that about myself where it's like usually um that's like getting to the root of things where you're like man if you're an angry person like what makes you angry or why are you getting angry and that's one thing i figured out about me it's like oh when i'm embarrassed i respond with anger so i can cover up the fact that i'm embarrassed because feeling embarrassed feels more vulnerable than like oh, me definitely. being angry so that's just like one thing that i've learned that's you know? really smart of you though to connect connect the two feelings and realize where that comes from like that's yep. very like emotionally intelligent sometimes it's annoying though because i feel like i'm figuring finding out all this stuff about myself and you're always evaluating it yeah but i also still don't know how to like fix it because my brain's just reacting in that moment sometimes like it's not like something i get embarrassed by something and then all of a sudden i'm like here let me think about this for a second it's yeah. usually like an instant my body and my mind reacts i gotta defend myself yeah and so then after i think about it i'm like oh maybe i did this but in the moment i struggle to like i mean that's just that's just something you work through which i'm sure you're doing yeah. so you mentioned the change i love that song i love the production on it Thank um you. everything about it when when do you bring the production in when you're writing is it like do you kind of hear it as you're going or is it an after thing or do they send you like a beat first um i go in with my uh friend tommy Prophet, he actually produces a lot of my stuff um and i go in and we usually make the beats together mm -hmm. and then i'll take the beats home and write them or write them in the studio and that's how i prefer to do it usually because yeah. beats always kind of lead my mind to like a place yeah. the moment i hear it i'll be like oh this makes me feel this way or think about this and then start writing yeah you know? some beats are harder where like like i miss the days that song with the choir and everything that song oh, yeah. took me a long time to write because I just could not figure out what I wanted to say and stuff like that. So it was like some songs are quicker, some songs like The Search. That's one of my favorite songs I've ever written, but it took me a long time. How do you determine when, like, the flow in it? Like, when you want to pick it up or, like, I mean, because you do, like we said, just such different variations in each song. Like, how do you decide what goes where? Like, you mean in one song or you mean the whole record, how the record flows? Um, well, I was going to say one song, but both, to be honest. Um... I can just tell when like something's going on too long. Okay, like, and you should or just pick I'll be it like, up. oh, this doesn't feel right. The beat's not building quick enough, or I need to be rapping different here because it sounds like I did the same thing for too long. Or I'm usually pretty good at like feeling that out. But as far as the records, I'm super. We live in like a world now where I feel like records are kind of becoming like a thing of the past, where it's like more about singles. Like yeah. people are putting out records, but it's more like. But I just don't live there. I'm like I love making albums and I like the album cover and the music videos and that like everything to like flow as much as possible but that's what your that's what your fans are there for and I yeah. I liked that in the one um, 
the one song you mentioned, you know, that they're pressing you to post on social media more and, yeah. you know what I mean, and you're trying to resist that. And I think it's great that, I mean, you do keep off as much as you can and you do your own thing and people are still there for you and you're still seeing the success that you are. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, and leave me alone when I kind of talk about that. It's like the things that bother me about this industry, I also like sometimes because... <laughs> I like that not everyone knows who I am, but kind of a lot of people do know who I am or that I can go to a city and sell out a show, but I could also grab a burger down the street and, like, no one in there would even know who I was or, like, you know. Like, I like that, so that's definitely a fear of mine of, like, losing that. And that's why I kind of talk about fame on this record a little bit, about feeling like this fame character, whatever you want to call it, yeah. is, like, reaching towards me, like, hey, come on, let's do this, and I'm kind of like, hmm. I yeah, I think it was so cool. Like it, it kind of felt like a bridge from Perception, and then you did No Name for the yep. last tour, yep. and that No Name kind of felt like a bridge to this album because it yeah. like connected you talking about all the success from like you down going into that. Yeah. Um, are and you gonna? Why, yeah, why I came out after that, and then we put that on the record. So yeah, it all connects. Sometimes I look back after, and I'm like, man, it's crazy how it actually all connected. But like I was saying earlier, it's like I think because I am writing about my feelings and things, it's yeah. like. How can I That's not? what's happening, so it's kind of like, <laughs> you know. What do you have planned for tour? Any? I mean, I know you, you're a production guy, and you like putting on details and everything. Like last yeah. tour, you had the cage. What are we talking about? I'm not sure yet, but if I did know, I probably wouldn't tell you. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm fair. just being honest. I so. know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I just want to put on a good show for my fans and put on, yeah, just put on the best show I can. And I got like a really good team of people, so... Yeah. We'll see what we can come up with. Okay, one last question because yeah. they're asking me to wrap up. But you say ruminating. Was yeah. that on purpose to put your name in it? No. Ruminating. <laughs> you, you can Google what ruminating means. I know means. what it means, oh, okay. but I heard it and you're so clever in some of your stuff. Like no. in that one video when you wrote the date of time coming out, I was like, I don't know. He might be kind of no, throwing us a pun no. there. <laughs> ruminating is exactly what it is. It's just the well, looping of like. Your name's a, in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, always a pleasure to talk to hey, you. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for the interview. For sure. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Hi! Hi, how's it going? Hello. Sixth thing. We're at Lollapalooza. That's where we're at. Yeah, at that thing. Yeah, that thing. What time do you go on today? 5.40. All right. So yeah, at the BMI stage. You're getting all of the promo stuff out of the way early. Yeah, it's been fun. Do you like that better to do it early or after? What's your I feel like it's more fun to do it before because then after I can just like run around the festival and see all my favorite bands, right? Oh, really? Who are you going to go watch? Um, well, Tame Paul is like my all-time favorite mm. band, so I'm yeah. very excited to go see that. It was hard to choose between Childish Gambino and Tame Paul because they're at the same time. It's literally Sophie's choice. So I might try to see half. I don't know. Half and half of each. Uh, I don't know. Stage? Because uh, are they on the opposite stage from one another right over here? Or are they, or is Tame Paul on the light? I've not done my research. Neither have I. That's no why clue. I'm asking the question. None of us clearly <laughs> have one. We'll over. figure it out when this They're on two comes. separate stages. Yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> we saw one of your people yesterday. Who? Fitz from Fitz in the Tantrums. Hell yeah, he's dope. He's the best. He says hello. Yes. He kept that seat warm for you, and he also mentioned that uh, you guys were doing like a show or two together coming up. Yeah, it's dope. So Fitz and the Tantrums are on tour with Young the Giant right now, right. and it just so happened that they needed an opener for the Phoenix show, which is my hometown. So oh. it, it worked out like perfectly. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's next weekend. That's great. Yeah. Um, did you grow up going to any music festivals at all? Like, are you a music festival person? 
I well, I haven't been to like Coachella yet, which is so weird. And this is my first time being at Lala. But growing up in Phoenix, they had this thing called McDowell Mountain Music Festival that was really fun, and I got to play that for a couple of years. And like the Shins headlined, and like Weezer, like it was great. And yeah. and Beck and Spoon, like it was dope. So that was really like my only festival experience until now. Yeah, oh, cool. that's crazy. Do you really want to go to Coachella? I want to go. But I'm also kind of scared. It seems like a very Instagram thing. Right. That's exactly. Because I'm the same way. That's and, why I asked it like that. Right? I know. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll like be the coolest looking person just like posing in front of everything. Everyone else there is so hot. And then yeah. I'd roll in and not oh, know girl, what to do with myself. Look at your outfit. Your outfit no, looks great. On, I got the neon. Killer. It's definitely the festival vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you want to um, play a quick game? What? You want to play a quick game? Let's do it. What's you in here? Trash talk. Oh, good. All you get you- it? What? You get it? It's in a it's, trash can. I love it. Yeah. It All you sense. do is just pick a question out and answer. All right. I thought we were going to be trash talking people. That's not what it oh, is. Oh, it might, it lead, might lead into there, that. There it's disappointing. Oh, okay. Who would you rather fight, Justin Bieber or Tom Cruise? Well, Tom Cruise, like, doesn't he do his own stunts? He does. He did in the, in the Mission Impossible. He was and he broke a leg or something, right? I think he's broken many. S- so he's I would fight well him. Yeah, I would fight him then because he doesn't, he has a broken leg. <laughs> Just pick on the man with one leg. Yeah, exactly. He needs to drink some milk. <laughs> Get those bones strong. Justin Bieber is young and fit, but Tom Cruise is what? He's got to be pushing like 60 now, right? Yeah, just, No, really? I think so. Oh, yeah, he's, well, he's killing there. it. He's well, killing they it. challenged each other to a fight a few weeks ago. Did you see that? Or Justin Bieber did or something? Seriously? Justin yeah. wanted to fight him really bad, and he kept like tweeting him. And then he was like, oh, I'm just kidding, like when he started to take it seriously. Because he knew he'd get his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do one more. We'll do the last one because it's... Your favorite thing about grandmas. I love that. (laughs) I have three and they are all so dope. I think my favorite thing is that they always have all the like good food at their house. I know that's so basic. It's not basic. But they always have the good food. And then one of my grandmas like... My nana actually would always like slip me like little drinks of things that like wine at Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, she's so cool." I think that was my favorite thing about my grandma. Yeah. How old were you when she was slipping you that wine? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call her out like that. You know, <laughs> this, this last year, right? But she was a kidding. cool grandma. So right? gotta have <laughs> so that. I'm not. A, I'm a cool grandma, right? Yeah. Uh, your music. So where can we find your music and the whole deal? So anybody discovering you for the very first time, let's say, where can we find your music? Is anywhere you get your music? Yeah. Or anywhere. If you just up Upsol on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. It's there. Or my website, Upsol.com, or go follow me on Instagram. It's everywhere. U-P-S-A-H-L. Yes. I can spell. I know. Killing it. Some people can't spell it. I don't know what time anybody's playing around here, but I know I can spell everybody's name, and that's half the battle. Well, well, there's no reward for a spelling bee. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Were you a good speller growing up? I think, oh, one time I was in a spelling bee, actually, and there was this joke that was, I'm not even going to tell a story, but I got to the very last round, and because of a joke that was, like, drilled into my head, I added an S to the end of a word and, like, lost the spelling bee and, like, cried myself to sleep. It was so sad. That's not even fair. You pluralized it. I know. It was really sad. do you remember what word? It was machines. Yeah. And there was some joke. I don't even know what it was. The word was machine. I was like four, obviously, because like it's the it's a very small word. And like I don't remember the joke, but I, I spelt it and I added an S just like by instinct. And I literally was so I was so sad. It was very depressing. You're like, I'm just going to go music with music from here on out. Yeah, I can't spell it. I'm sticking with music. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, the Upsal music machine will be happening today. Uh, which stage? You're on the BMI stage. The BMI stage, stage yeah. Ah. 540. Killed it. Are you hanging out at all through the weekend? Yeah, I'm here all day tomorrow, too, just catching a bunch of acts and stuff. So who I'll you, be here. Who are you looking forward to tomorrow? Um, who's Well, 21 Pilots mm. is dope. Who else is playing tomorrow? I'm just going to play it by ear and just run around. Lil Wayne. Oh, I thought he was tonight. see yeah. that. Gary Clark Jr.'s tomorrow. I need to see that. They're back to back to back on that stage right there. Oh, the good. Stage. Yeah. So I'll just, I can just yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm That's stoked. It'll be fun. Yeah. Th- thank you for coming by. Thank you so much. Seriously. Appreciate thank you taking you. some time. Thanks, guys. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Sigrid. Hey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. I saw you a second ago. You were doing something with like MTV or something? Yeah, I was. I'm running around the press area now. Yeah? <laughs> doing it all. What, yeah. What did you say to those TV people? What did I say? Yeah. I didn't say any... I don't think I said anything controversial. I talked about my festival things I usually do. Yeah. Did, did they ask you any good questions or... They asked me about vocal warm-ups oh. and necessities at a festival, so I gave them some tips. What was your tips? We're just going to piggyback off their interview. <laughs> nice one. You're going to rip up all their questions. I like that. Yeah. Nice one. Where are you from originally? Norway? I'm from Norway, yeah. What I still part? live there. Um, I'm from a part um, like the West Coast, so it's a place called Ålesund. It's really small, like shipping town, fish, shipping, coasts. Boats, uh, but I live in the capital now, Oslo. Um, yeah. I've only been in Norway once. Oh. I'm not going to make this about me, but the reason why I bring it up is uh-huh. because it is the most expensive effing place I've ever been to I in know. my life. I know. Girl, it costs $27 to have a beer. I know. It's like a month's salary if you want to go out. That's why people don't really go to restaurants or bars in Norway. We just buy a lot of alcohol and we bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. That's but what I, we do. But I guess <laughs> when you come here, though, for you, it's like it's a dream. Everything's oh, like yeah. off. It's great. <laughs> I've been eating loads of pizza here. Yeah. It is Having a, a good great city time. for the pizza. It is the pizza place. Yeah. Are you a thin crust, a regular, or like a deep dish kind of girl? I got this question five minutes ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I feel like this is like the question of the day, but Did thin, MTV thin ask crust. You yeah, I love thin crust. Thin crust yeah? Good, yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because like the deep dish is the Chicago thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the thin crust here, honestly, don't tell anybody, is just as good, if not better, than the well, deep dish. And I yeah. like deep dish, but I feel like... I it's have to have lot. not eaten for hours. It's like a lasagna. Exactly. <laughs> We've asked all the basic questions. <laughs> it's so not far. a snack. Anything else MTV covered that we didn't? Or- <laughs> <laughs> what time do you go on? Um, four, if four. I remember correctly. So coming up pretty quick. Yeah. So how long do you play? I play for an hour. Yeah. And we did an after show yesterday at Talia Hall, which was really fun. That's a great venue. The after show. Yeah, it was lovely. I've heard it's like, is it pretty new but like in a very old exactly yeah old you venue just, you just nailed it yeah beautiful so nice crowd incredible actually one of my favorite shows wow really, really? good crowd they were like mega into it and like singing every lyric so how do the crowds differ do you feel like than performing like back home where you're from to mm. like in the u.s i feel like u.s people give a lot of themselves which i really love i think okay i love norway right but Norwegians tend to be a bit like um, reserved. Yeah, a bit reserved. And like, if you give Norwegians enough alcohol, <laughs> they'll open up at a show. <laughs> but like, it's, but it's so expensive they can't drink. It's so expensive. <laughs> no, but it's it's easier to get American crowds going, I think, because I feel like people are very open here, which I love. So it just gives me a lot of energy. And again, that 
feeds off back again because it's a communication thing. It's not, you yeah. know, we feed off each other's energy. So I love playing here. And this is your first Lala, right? First Lala, first time in Chicago. Oh, wow. And then we're going on our first Amer uh, North American tour this fall, which I'm really excited about. I like about. how you switch from American to North American. There must be some Canadian dates in there or something. Yes. Huh? Yeah, they are, that's <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you just come off tour? Weren't you on tour in Europe? With uh, uh, Maroon 5, right? Yes. Basically all the time on tour. I have good breaks in between, but I was on tour with Maroon 5 in Europe, and then I was with George Estra in the UK, and That's then we're great. doing festivals. Those I'm are going. Some big names. Yeah, That's it's great. really fun, and we're doing so many festivals all over Europe, and then these festivals here. Yeah. How often do you see Adam Levine backstage at your shows? <laughs> and and follow-up question before you answer the first question is: How often is he just walking around shirtless backstage? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> uh, I never saw him uh, shirtless backstage. I did not. Oh. Uh, but nice band. Yeah. Really We've never good. seen him with a shirt on on stage. No. So. Well, yeah, definitely came off. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find your music? Where can you find my music? Yeah, because you're kind of in between things right now, right? So you had... I had an album. Touring. Yeah. And yeah. So, so I released my album in March, I think. And then it's just been like going and going. So it's still available everywhere. Um, and currently, it's just touring off the back of the album. And I'll be back with new music, obviously. I don't have any dates for it yet. I'm, you know, working on it and taking my time. But one thing at a time. That's my... My, that's my go-to thing now. Do you work on it while you tour? I always write. Okay. I always write down ideas. I have a thing on my iPhone and I, a note in the note app and I just like blah, blah, all the time, <laughs> wherever I am and write down melodies and everything. But like to fully like um, finish a song, I need to be in a studio. I need to look at it as like going to work. It's like my office in a way. Yeah. And I can't do that on tour. I know a lot of artists do that, but for me, I need to be like focused on like I'm doing this now. So, yeah, I'll go back to the studio. Yeah. Where's the most random Something. place you got an idea for a song? That you're like, oh, I gotta write this down. It has happened at parties, which is a bit annoying because like, then great I'll be you. the annoying one, like, oh, sorry, I just gotta go to the bathroom. And then I'm in the bathroom, just She's like, like, you suck, I gotta go write about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thank Have you fun for today. having me. Yeah. yeah. Thank so you. hopefully this matches up with how great the energy was last night. Yes. I think it will. I'm excited to see it. I yeah. think it'll be good. All the artists always say that the energy at Lala is like... It's a really nice festival. So far, so good. Yeah. And enjoy the 80 degree weather. It's warm. Or, or what, in your world, it's what, 25 degrees? Did I get it? It's actually really warm in Norway, too. It's actually uh, warmer than it is here now. Well, 25 Celsius. I was doing the conversion for you. Mm. Did I get it close? It's No, well, yeah. It's like over 30 Celsius now. Uh, no, I did not get it close. <laughs> I did my best, and that's all that matters. That Thank you good. for coming by. Thank you Thank so you much. for having me. Appreciate it. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee. What was his song? I can't remember that song. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. That's all I remember. Yeah. This was Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Was, a Snoop. was that his big Snoop. song though, or did he have one on his own? Um, I think he had something else that was. We're bigger, good, but we'll have to look this up. I was confused. Everybody sounds good. Just recording. Oh, oh yeah. little Romeo had a really. That's right. Oh, wait, that it was like strike Keanu one. Moved from Keanu, with Counter Reeves, the one uh, yes. Hardball. Yes. Was he was in? He was classic. in it. Hey, hey, wait, wait. G Baby. <laughs> hey, our, can't our, talk our about manager's G. name is G, so we call him G Baby all the time. I know his name is G. Well, hopefully we can't talk about G Baby right now. You know the beautiful thing is they started recording halfway through a conversation about Little Romeo. Oh, really? Wow. Nice. Oh, this, is, this is really I mean, great A content. What's that movie? Talking Hardball. 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 Yeah, Hardball. Hardball. Uh, yeah. And that was the name of the song. Oh. You guys are shade, by the way. <laughs> yes, we are, we are shade. shade. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Hardball. Um. <laughs> you guys should do a cover. Totally. You guys have been the one act I've caught any amount of time uh, watching at all in the last oh, wow. day and a half. Oh, wow. A little bit earlier today. And cool. Yeah. 
Amazing. Oh, thanks, man. So we're getting the ass-kissing portion of this interview out of the way. (laughs) Not done. Congrats on all your success. (laughs) And honestly, getting in an Apple commercial, I always say it, I feel like it's the HBO of music. Like, you've made it. Like, you've... You definitely put that on the show. We definitely would agree. Um, certainly, certainly helped. Yeah. Have, where were you like? Have you seen it actually live on TV? When it because it came out what like December, January, or somewhere like yeah. at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever so, seen it live on TV when you've just been sitting around the house? We don't uh, have yeah. a TV. We don't yeah. Have a TV. So um, we, I saw it a couple times on Hulu when I was watching it on my computer. And then we s- saw it at your grandma's house with your grandma. Oh, yeah. We saw it with my that grandma. That was fun. See? That was, no, that was a moment. Um, was grandma proud? Grandma is so proud. But it, it's funny. It's just like the radio. Every time we get in the car, we would like immediately turn on all the channels and try to see if we can hear trampoline. I've heard it. So we, I, we caught it. We caught, we've caught yeah, it. Yeah, we've caught it a couple song, times. Luckily, the song's so funny. It's gotten more plays than we've heard it recently. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're out here and you turn on our station, you'll hear it. We play it all the time. <laughs> awesome. Guys. Thank you. In fact, not even lying, we just played it five minutes ago. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Right at 2.30. So Incredible. No awesome. coincidence whatsoever. So I know you two, like, obviously met in the womb. Um, yeah. How did yes. you all come together as a band? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, um, we actually, these guys were playing in the 930 Club and in D.C., and I ended up at that show. Yeah, and we were all in high school. We were all in high school oh, really? and yeah. just kind of uh-huh. became best friends after that. And yeah. Chelsea needed a driver. That's really what it came down to. I that's did. I didn't that's have my license and they license. drove I like a huge uh, Crown Vic with a bucket seat in the front. So all three of us were sitting in the front. Oh, it's like, yeah, the old cop car. The old right? cop yeah. car, yeah. That's what we drove. Chelsea always so sat right there. they drove right me the around for years. And then we became friends. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we'll drive you around, but you have to like sing in our band. No, I was kidding. I 930 that. Club, that's like the big famous one, right? Is yeah. that the one that, um, did you ever see that Sonic Highways thing that Dave Grohl did with Foo Fighters on HBO? Mm. It was out a couple years ago, but yeah, I think I he did a about. show there, if I'm I remember right. Sure it sounds familiar. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it has the, that reputation well, yeah. of being like the best He's, venue in the country, and it really is like fantastic. Place. He's from Northern Virginia, too. We, yeah. live in, we live in Maryland, all of us now, but he actually got in a car crash with my uncle. Wait, what? Yeah, Dave what? Grohl like hit my uncle in a car. It, I don't think there was any drunk, you know, alcohol no, involved. No. But yeah, it was like a. This was when Dave Grohl was like Nirvana was just getting going, and yeah, he hit my uncle's car. But my uncle was a fan, so I don't think he pressed charges. So, well, well, wait, actually, just just to say one more thing, Dave Grohl showed up in court with the mohawk. <laughs> Yes, that is like, true. like a that like a true. dyed like some crazy color mohawk uh-huh. apparently. So, so when you say hit him with a car, it, like they were in two different vehicles. They were in two yes. different vehicles. Okay, yes. not him, the person. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah, in two, two different, different vehicles. vehicles, and Dave Grohl just like I don't know. So then your uncle we're gets out him. of his car, which is now yeah. all beat up, and goes, yeah. "Oh my God, you're Dave Grohl." I, I, I'm pretty sure that's that is how it went. <laughs> yep. I'm, yeah, it's crazy. It's a true story. My uncle doesn't. He doesn't. He's not a bull. Like he's pretty straightforward. That's so. really funny. That is incredible. Sorry, I would love to get him. Drop the mic. This, this uh, conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, what's next for you guys? You guys are doing the whole circuit thing now. I mean, trampoline's becoming. It's gone from like the you know the Apple uh, commercial to bubbling up on the underground, and now it's full on mainstream. Yeah. I heard everybody singing it over there when I was over there earlier. Wow. So, what's next? Well, we're going to Japan in a week and a half. For two weeks, we're playing Summer Sonic, which we're super excited about, and working on a full-length album now. So, kind of, um, you know, finishing up these festivals and then doing that, and then we've got a headlining tour in the fall, which we're really excited about. So, we're just right, we're trying to write more jams. You know, that's that's the whole goal. Do you have an idea of when the album's going to be out? Um, we're we're really trying to get it ready for the fall. So that's that's the goal right now, for okay. sure. With uh, how long have you been with your uh, with your record label right now? 
our record label photo finish that we've been with them from the very beginning so yeah. they're like we're all in with them they're great our manager g is like one of our best friends and he works at the label too so we're just super lucky to have like the most supportive label and they've just you know it feels like a huge trampoline feels like a huge win because we've just been with them from the very beginning so because that was gonna be my question like when you when you say you're not really quite sure when the album's coming out and whatever else you have full support then from your record label to say yeah. just go away oh, do yeah. what you need to do uh-huh. and when totally. it's ready let us know totally. yeah. Definitely. And, they, and also with the success of this song we've been you know traveling so much you know hanging out with people like you guys awesome radio station so it's been hard to i mean it's just been hard to find time honestly to, to work but they're super supportive and we've been writing every chance we can and we're really excited to share new music how do you write on the road we have uh we got like a little acoustic guitar that we bring with us and we'll try to we'll try to kind of strum strum some stuff in the van we also max and i produce everything in the band pretty much so oh, wow. we'll, we'll we'll produce We'll have our laptops in the car and try to come up with some some ideas and stuff like that too. Yeah. Does the success of trampoline kind of make it a little bit like more stressful because you like you feel like you have to live up to that? I would say in some ways yes, but because the song is kind of left to center and it, like it wasn't like it was definitely a little weirder for for our you know our our sound I guess it's kind of given us more confidence to like explore kind oh. of more non traditional pop. You know, yeah, songs and structures. Pressure, but it's you know mostly us putting pressure on ourselves to you know just continue to grow and and evolve and you know write songs that we love and so yeah. Do you remember the first time you're on stage and somebody you, you looked out on the crowd and you noticed the crowd singing your lyrics back or singing along with you? Do you remember the first time that happened? I would say our last headlining tour, which was in the winter uh, or like early uh, winter, late fall was when we had actually, you know, gotten on stage, we were the headliners, people were actually there for us, you know, we're not just openers, and really noticed people, way more people singing than generally at, you know, at other shows, and super hyped, and not just singing trampoline, just singing all of our songs, so it's really, really cool. So what's that going to be like then when you go to Japan? <laughs> I can't wait, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, wow. Because I've heard they're so polite that they'll clap for one second, and then they'll just all stop. I heard, I heard a story a long time ago. We had uh, a while back. It was Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park, and I, I asked him kind of the same question. And it was specifically about Japan, and he said exactly what you just said. Ah. They will sit there and they will watch, yeah. and then as soon as you're done, then they will applaud. But until then, it is full focus on you guys. I love that. I think yeah. that's cool. Great. I mean, I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm they probably really... don't like have a lot of phones out, like probably in the moment. Yeah. What's, What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen anything wild happening in the crowd at all like doing festivals during your set uh, I feel like some there was uh, yeah. a couple festivals ago there was like a situation where a guy was like trying to climb over the security rail and oh, the yeah. security oh, guard was that. like no so funny things like that I'm someone's not- passed out before at our shows huh. from heat I think so last night after the show this is a little different but you played a show with Bishop Briggs and um after the show, Chelsea got in an Uber to go oh to go God. to the hotel, and this was insane. Yeah. I got I, I left right. This isn't this is a totally different thing, but I'll just tell you anyways. I left right after the set because I had to go snuck home, her out the back door, and it was at midnight or whatever. Got to the hotel, and this guy had followed the Uber in a motorcycle no. and had like cornered me in the hotel with like a stack of. 
posters and stuff for me to sign and was like, yeah, I just like, I saw you and I just got on my motorcycle and followed the Uber. I know. That was Creepy. on, I mean, that's the first time that's ever happened. It was so weird. So we've had, now so we're like. that was like the strangest thing. Did you sit there and sign them for him? I did because I'm really bad at being like. Uh, yeah. Confrontation. No, I, I and Especially if it was just you. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry sure. that happened. Yeah. Life of a rock star, you guys. Uh, do you want to play a quick game before we set you go? Let's yes. do it. So this is the B96 Trash Talk. It's oh, a wow. bucket. Well, it's a trash can of just random questions. Um, if you guys like to, these are listeners submitted, by the way. Oh wow! So we went on the uh, the Twitter, yeah. um, which is an amazing place. <laughs> Nobody can hear me roll my eyes, but uh, you can grab a question out of there. They're all listeners submitted. They're all ridiculous questions, and we okay. proofread most of them. Okay. So right. feel free to dive right in. We'll just grab one, and we, you guys can all answer the question. If you don't like it, though, you can trade it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Who's going first? I, I can go, go first. Ahead. Spence, you want to go? I'll go first. We'll go, we'll go in this order. Have you ever eaten soup with a fork just to try? I would say that the only time I've eaten, like, eaten soup with a fork is because I didn't have any spoons at the moment. And I was like, you know what? I got to just go with a fork. But I wouldn't say it's it was impossible. by choice. But you gave it a go. I gave it a go. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've given it a go. Uh, you know, I can't remember. I just, I just vaguely remember trying to do the say? fork thing. And it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> the, fun. It, the definitely, soup. there's a reason why the spoon works better. Yeah. The soup experience, Chelsea. Wow. What is your favorite type of whale? Um, is a beluga whale a thing? It yes. Is a wh- yeah. uh, I would say beluga because that just sounds cool. Beluga. <laughs> You're the first one to say beluga to that, and I was yeah. hoping. Okay, we've got a really interesting one here. This person is maybe deranged, but. <laughs> We've got F, marry, or kill. I'm guessing F stands for... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potato, baked potato, french fries. I'm going to say F, the mashed potato. Sorry, I have just have to say that. I feel like that would, that would probably... I would marry the, the mashed best. potato. The mashed potato is like kind of a funny, like quirky, tasty, buttery thing. But okay, this is my, this is my question okay. here. Okay, so I would F the mashed potato. I would definitely marry the... Uh, I would marry the baked potato... I don't know. It just feels feels more wholesome, and I would I would kill I would kill French fry. I don't know. Okay. Wow, bold bold take on the French yeah. fries there. Okay. There is one question I was hoping you were going to draw it, okay. Chelsea. In there, the, there is one question that's what's the best thing about grandmas? And since we were talking about your grandma, <laughs> about earlier, grandmas. Oh my gosh, what's um, I'll the best have you thing? Answer that. What's the best thing about grandma? Well, my grandma has a six pack. What? She is the most fit lady I've ever seen. So. um... I, How many sit-ups does she, she do? Every she month? does like a hundred sit-ups a day and walks like three miles. She's she, she's amazing. So I am always envious of her six-pack. So that's what I would say. You guys are the best. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Continued success. And uh, I'm so bad at wrapping these up, but I guess we're done. Thanks, I guess so. I think we're, we're gonna go done. watch Hardball, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. Spanky's corner. Max, you beauty, look oh, at you. Gorgeous, looking so good. Looking so fresh. Well, thanks for allowing me to hop in your DM and invite oh. you to come over well, I love, I love that we see, now we're finally in Chicago. I feel like I've seen you in so many different cities Just around Detroit. our great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just Detroit? Yeah. But you know what made me laugh was when I uh, went to message you, I looked at our last message, and it was me asking you to try to bite your nose, and you sent me a video. Did I? <laughs> yeah. It's you going... <laughs> Wow, I didn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bite my nose. No, it's it's very impossible. Are you a big basketball fan, or is that just I a shirt? No, yeah, I really am. Yeah, oh, I got a shirt that says "I love this game." It's that like would be throwback. an absolute I, lie if you didn't. I yeah. love it too much too. I'm a Knicks fan, and it hurts my soul oh my every God, day. Dude, how you doing? It's just a painful. Heart. Yeah, it's okay. You get through it. You know, we're Bulls fans here, I know. so it's a little bit of a rough go too. Not as bad as the Knicks, but yeah. 
You, you got know. you got the you got the history though. At least you got that Michael Jordan life. Are you a Bulls so fan now too? I just I don't sports. That's fine. Don't yeah. sports. You yeah. don't need to. Stay music. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend. You don't need to. <laughs> Stay fashion. Stay then color. Somebody will throw me a fact and I'll be like, uh. Uh-huh. Do you exactly. know who Michael Jordan is? Yes. Jordan or LeBron? What do you think? Julie? Yes. Okay. Oh, Duh. she's wearing Jordans. Okay. Absolutely. You have such little itty bitty feet. I know. Jordans. I do. They're great. Where's Where's the missus? Missus is uh, hanging with the dog and her best friend who actually just uh, got engaged here in Chicago. So they're hanging out. Cool. Nice. Keeping it cute. You know, I met I met Emily. I proposed to Emily with Lights Down Low here in Chicago. Yeah. I oh, did. That's right. That's the story. And you lived here for a long period of time. I did. I lived here for like a year. I was so excited to see your news last night, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah. See, I know. We just found out about it, which is, which is it's kind of, last minute things are sometimes the best because you're like, oh, snap, we all got to bring our A game and do well, the whole thing. Well, it seems like you guys just started like really picking up with the shows. Like, I'm such a, I'm so rooting for you and Quinn 92. Oh, thank career. you. And like, so when I saw him posted first, I commented, I'm like, I'm so pro. <laughs> thank you, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's been an awesome ride with the song and having Quinn on Love Me Less has been, he's just, he's another, we're, same year we were more both married boys it's nice to like be in the game together and just and just fight for it when are you doing that we're doing it on tuesday jimmy kimmel tuesday i just as got the in design the next tuesday as in like this like in like five days so we're recording this friday this yeah. is gonna be put out on friday so as in like the, the next coming tuesday literally it will be this tuesday on your tvs with a wild world that we are creating as i speak on my phone <laughs> with, with the whole thing that? uh yeah man i mean i've been going back and forth with the original keyboard player roger who wrote the song with us he also did sickle mode brock like he's these iconic keys parts he'll be playing live with us for the first time which is cool and he's sending me voice memos of the intro for the song and and i'm like going we're like rehearsing from a distance and then monday we'll all come together have you done kimmel before no it's my first time super have, excited have you ever met him no i haven't i'm excited yeah. I've heard he's a nice guy. What yeah. did you just do? Is it Regis and Kelly? Yeah, we just did uh, Kelly and Ryan, which was awesome. Um, what, what century are you living TBT? in? <laughs> he was, Regis is there in spirit. Yeah, we just did Kelly and Ryan, which is fun. Uh, and yeah, one of them, right? Regis yeah. hasn't been on the show in like seven okay, years. Stop it. <laughs> hey, stop it. <laughs> His spirit was there. You're going to do Johnny Carson this week, too? Yeah, Johnny Carson's yeah. this week. Letterman, man. Leno. Um, we we're doing a Ed Sullivan show in yeah. a couple of weeks. It's gonna be Back super tight. Good penner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be fire. You come to Lala. We ran into you last year. Like you just come out and hang out and just do. Because like, you were jumping on some stage on the stage with some people. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be with my boy Weathen today in Matoma. I'm popping out in their I sets. I love those two. They're the best. They're actually at the same time, so I will have to jet from one performance to the other very quickly, and we'll see how that works out. We'll know. After. Well, and you blend right in, so you'll be able to roll through the crowd without a problem. There you, you go, wear, right? With my bright yellow. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm hype. I uh, I have a show on Sunday anyway here in Chicago, which worked out perfectly, and I was like, oh, I'll just hang at Lala. Which any excuse to hang at Lala when I'm not playing properly is the best. Where's the show in Chicago? Um, we're doing a really tiny, intimate show at Shuba's. And uh, yeah. That's a great venue. Oh, it's so cool, man. I'm, uh, I love it. It was actually one of the first spots I played here. And uh, yeah, it sold out in like a couple seconds this time, which is so sick. So sold here we go. I'm, I'm, I love my Chicago people, man. They go hard. This is honestly probably one of my favorite cities to play in the world. It's yeah. like so much love in Chicago. So it's cute. And it feels like home probably, you know, with the wife going to college here and whatever else. Does she pick and choose where she goes with you now? Yeah. As far as like on tour? Pretty much, yeah. She chooses uh, she chooses the places she's into and then the other places she's like, I'm going to just stay home and uh, watch some movies and, you know, enjoy some legal marijuana. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. See, that's the benefit of having a, uh, like, you know, a famous pop star husband. <laughs> 
And, you know, you get to pick and choose where you want to go and then stay home at home for the rest of them and watch Friends or whatever. There you, know? you go. Yeah. yeah. She, she's doing it. She's killing it. She's doing like, um, she's really on her spiritual kick and she's been like doing tarot readings for everyone. And there's some, there's some cool stuff in the works there. Some, uh, some fun things. Has she she's, done one on you? Um, I, funny enough, um, she's done them a few times on me, but I'm, I'm, I'm being the supportive husband. I don't know if I truly am as into it as I should be. You know, are you guys into that stuff? No. Not really, stuff? no. But I like that it gives a sense of positivity and purpose. And like, if you're looking for answers, it's a nice thing, you know? So we'll see. It's, uh, it's something really cool that I'm proud that she's making, making a thing of. But you think it's kind of like bullshit? No, I don't. I wouldn't say it's bullshit. <laughs> I think I think it's it's um. It's just a belief system, almost, and it, it, I mean, it's not what you live by. Exactly. You know? I, I'm definitely a universe person. Like when some terrible sh** happens, I'm I'm like, there's something grander for this. Like there's something is gonna come out of this. Because mm-hmm. because uh, if you don't think that way, then. Then, it, then, then things just really suck. I feel like. Yeah. You gotta have some belief in it. Uh, so when was this whole yellow theme birthed? The yellow theme was birthed. I had a period where I couldn't speak for like four months, and I had this surgery on my throat. And oh my god! Really? I woke up out of it, and I was like, "Yo, yellow gives me hope. Makes me feel like there's a better time ahead." And I have never done a color theme for an album, and it just it just feels right. So. Oh, so this is for the albums. Do you think? Oh, it's not stop. Albums to come would be like a different color, like purple. Perhaps, perhaps a purple. I know purple is your color, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. I just dropped this other record called Acid Dreams, and I'm wearing, it's like purple on yellow, so it's a purple suit on a yellow background. LA so Lakers. Let's go. <laughs> this is you right here. There you go. See, she does know sports. Oh, she does. No, it's, it's just the one. <laughs> so you weren't able to talk for four months? Yeah, it was it was wild, man. I learned some sign language with my wife, which was cool, and you know, you we have a little secret too. language, which was cool. So not only couldn't you not sing, like legit, you could not talk. So when I, there were two months where I only, I had a whole tour when I found out that I was going to get this surgery. So I only used my voice for the shows. And then otherwise I didn't speak at all. So it was almost like this strange, like I was in a jail in my mind for this voice thing. And then I would let out for like singing monkey, like perform. And then I'm back in the jail, you know? And it was, it was crazy because I, then had two months where I legitimately couldn't make a sound. And that was, I, I prepped for it, I guess, but it was still, it was intense. But a lot of singers go through it. I have to thank, you know, Megan Trainer and Christina Perry and all these singers who have gone through the same thing and they gave me all the tips. They were like, get this app big, get this thing for your voice. Like, it's, uh, we're vocal athletes. It's just like a basketball player, you know, getting an injury. It happens and people know how to get over it. So on a very basic level, if someone, you always hear when somebody has like a sore throat or they lose your voice, what do you do? You've been through it where you couldn't even talk and you had a major surgery. Like if you just have like a sore throat or you can't talk for a minute, what's the remedy? Because we always hear weird things in radio and we lose our voice. People are like, try this Yeah, out. when I came back from Vegas, I didn't have a voice and I made like myself like this disgusting cocktail. I got a lot of things. Uh, raw ginger, that's mm-hmm. an easy one. It looks kind of like a strange root that looks yeah. like a lot of penises and you just it cut does. it up <laughs> and uh, you put that in your hot water and your tea. That's a, that's a great one. Um, there's this thing, it's like, it's like a portable humidifier use that i have it with me and it's just like just use that every day and then rest honestly it's like it's just you just have to be able to not use it it's just you know if you if you work out for like two hours you're probably not going to go and work out for another hour oh we don't do that you have to rest it (laughs) yeah uh so jägermeister is not a thing um not so much jägermeister probably um i thought it was you know live your best life if that's what you want to do can we play one quick game before you go in. This is uh, B96 Trash Talk. Ooh. Reach in, grab a question. These are listener-submitted questions. We did not write these. These are from listeners. All right. 
Um, and it's out of a garbage can. Just grab a question. And oh, boom. I got it. Thank you for digging deep because everyone else. Everyone just sure right off the top. The question is, what is the worst text you've accidentally sent to the wrong person? <laughs> That's a good one. The worst text I've sent, probably... Uh, Probably the one where I and I learned from it, but I was definitely talking someone pretty intensely, like being like, "Yo, I can't stand this guy," whatever else. And then I sent it to him, of course, on a group text with the other person I meant to send it to. Oh my god! So that's why, obviously, it went and uh, and it made me realize, you know what? If you don't have anything nice to say, maybe don't talk, especially on text that can be sent to someone else. <laughs> that, that feels like the move. Um, so sometimes you got to learn from bad experiences, but um, that guy is not my friend anymore. So. Whoops. Probably not. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Always great to catch up, man. Great to hang, guys. Thanks for all the love. Yeah, of course. Max. Yeah, baby. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Alec Benjamin. Hey. We're looking at the camera, right? Or am no, I we can look at us or whatever. We just, you... we just talk. Okay. We're having some... <laughs> By the way, as long as we're talking about the camera, you have your name on your shirt, which is a bold power oh, move right yeah, there. That is a power play. Well, it's not so much a power play so much as I need to buy new clothes, and the only clothes I have are merch that's <laughs> left over from tour. So it's kind of the opposite of a power play. <laughs> so if people come out to Lala, they can buy that hoodie? Oh, they can't, actually. This oh. is like one of the last ones left over from tour, but they can buy it online if they want. <laughs> yeah, we don't have merch here. That's also. Oh, like we, a- may, we might have merch here, actually. Never mind. We had some last night because I played a show um, last night at Shuba's and just like an after show or whatever. I suppose it's a pre show because it was at midnight, so it was in the morning before our set, <laughs> but they called it after show. I don't know. That's also like a good way to walk through crowds and like not get mobbed because they'll be like, wow, that fan looks just like him. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you're in the middle of like, how many shows are you playing this weekend? 17? Uh- 20? No, well, we're playing, so I'm going to play one after this, and then we go to uh, Canada for Oceaga, and I'm playing uh, probably a couple there, so like five or six. But um, no, just it's actually cool when people come come up to me and, uh-huh. and talk about like, oh, like um, your music affected me in some way or whatever. That's always like really exciting, so I'm not never trying to avoid those. That's good. Yeah. Have you heard it's, any like really good stories from people like your music did this for me? or? Um, I mean, I think they're all good in their own way. Everybody is affected differently by music. Some people don't like my music which is like if I don't even mind that because if, if they're like if it had an effect on them and it compelled them to let me know how much they didn't like it at, at least it wasn't like I'd rather be on one side of the spectrum or the other not like in the like eh yeah, you know? so you love fine. it or hate it hopefully is where I want to be well in every realm of entertainment is subjective you know what I mean like everybody likes and doesn't like whatever yeah so. I like your hair oh thank you yeah <laughs> uh, she so, blends in with our surroundings. Right, I, was, I, yeah. I didn't just dye it for this weekend. <laughs> so if you get scared, you could just like just <laughs> just melt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I saw your Instagram story that this is like one of the coolest things that you've gotten to do. Yes, was it one is. of the set you just did. Yeah. So tell us about that. How was it? Well. The crowd was incredible. Chicago is one of the most amazing cities I've ever been to. Like, it's so cool to be, like, right by the water. And also, um, I don't know, it was, just the, it was just an amazing, it was amazing. It was really cool. Like, people know the music, and they were singing the words, and um, it was just a great crowd. I think I think a majority of the show, it's funny, I, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like, just it was one of the best crowds I've ever played to. It was awesome. It was like a, it's a dream come true. Everybody dreams of like one day being on the lineup for Lollapalooza, you know. So yeah. getting to do a set it was it was awesome. Where yeah. are you from? I'm from Arizona. Okay, so I was gonna say, what was like your music festival growing up? Well, we had 
I wasn't really a music. I didn't go to a lot of music festivals、um, because I think, like, also at that time, like the artists that I was listening to didn't really. I feel like festivals are now more open to sort of more pop music.、Yeah. But I listened to a lot of singer songwriters like John Mayer and stuff. So they weren't really like they were playing like Monterey Jazz Festival and stuff, but they weren't really booked on the lineups that like you're. Pop festivals,、um, or like whatever music it was, but I went to some rock festivals. I guess like there's a radio station in Arizona called The Edge.、So、yeah, it's been there forever. Edge,、yeah. I, I went to Edge Fest a bunch of times. I used to really be into heavy metal,、um, and、uh, yeah, that's it. But even then, I think everybody always like Lollapalooza is like a festival for every state. Everybody talks about it. I mean, everyone when the lineup comes out, you know, people across America and the world are talking、yeah. about it. So and the lineup's so broad.、Yeah. I mean, there's rock, there's pop, there's electronic. There's My parents、everything. wouldn't send me to Chicago to go to the festival, otherwise I might have. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we talk about it because occasionally with Lolly, you see like you see like there's always that one or two、uh, those one or two people on the internet that say、well, this year's lineup sucks. Every year,、so、it's like if you can't find five or six people you like out、Dude. of 170, maybe the problem isn't Lollapalooza.、Right. Maybe the problem's you. There's so、poster. many. It's so so many different acts playing, and it's such like a it's such an eclectic mix of of music. So there's something for everybody, which is really cool. Like right before we went on, there was I think it was a DJ、um, duo or something, but they were playing like. A lot of hip hop music, and I was like, "Well, I don't know how this is going to work when I go out on stage after them," but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's crazy because I mean, even you as an artist probably get to discover other artists. Oh yeah. Has、Definitely. there been anybody that you've seen so far this weekend? We're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, there has not been because I actually got in yesterday, and then I went straight to the venue to、mm-hmm. sound check, and then we. I I played like sort of early today, so we haven't seen anyone yet. But there's going to be. Um, artists that I've always wanted to see that I'm gonna see, and at the festivals I played like the la- over the last few weeks, I discovered a lot of new music. So who are、yeah. those artists that you're so excited to see? I know you said Death Cab.、Uh, I love Death Cab for Cutie.、Um, uh, I really like Pink Sweats. Yeah, yeah, he's super cool.、Um, and then、uh, I like Jeremy Zucker's music. And there's a lot of different people that I'm excited to see. I wish I could stay for Ariana. I like her I music know. too. I know. I am、yeah. so excited for her.、Yeah. Do you、Shall- know? Do you know Jeremy? I do, yeah. He was here yesterday. Oh, cool!、Yeah. Awesome. I love his music. Cool dude. So you mentioned singer songwriters that you've looked up to. Have you ever gotten to work with any of them yet?、Uh, I got to work with John. Ma- well, I didn't work with、Stop. John Mayer, but I went to his house、uh, and I was on his、uh, Instagram live show, which、oh, was really、mood. cool. Yeah, I was on Current Mood, which was really dope.、Um, and then,、um, oh, Billie Eilish did a cover of one of my songs on her Instagram, which was really cool. She posted it, and then I woke up in the morning, had like fifty thousand new followers, and I was like, wait, what happened last night? <laughs> something like. <laughs> <laughs> and I do,、um, and I've worked in the studio with Khalid a few times as well, which has been really dope.、Um, but you know, I think the hardest thing about like touring and playing festivals is also like still making sure that you're finding time to write music and also just like live so that you have things to write about. Yeah.、Um, and so I feel like I've had a little bit of writer's block in the last few weeks. Yeah. But I think maybe this will be good inspiration. How often so, does that pop up with the writer's block? Is it a? Is it something that is just kind of like a like an athlete having a slump? Is that well? Kind of I a- think it it depends on like what the what the cause of the block was. And I think sometimes for me it's not having gotten out and played shows. Because、um, you're writing all this music and you're sitting and you're writing and you're writing and writing and maybe you see your old songs are racking up plays or whatever, but it's hard to actually like when you see a stream or a sale or whatever it is, a radio spin. Like it's hard to imagine that there are people behind those,、um, and so then you kind of get in this place like, why am I even doing this? And then you come out and you have two great shows and you're like, oh, that's that's why. <laughs> and then you're、I'm、like, I want to feature、this. more of my chickens. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that's actually exactly what it is. You have to like you have to you have to do all fronts, and it's really important to get out in front of a crowd. And like, see how the songs, because the song's not really like 
alive until you play it yeah. on stage, you know, for people. So Yeah, definitely. Alec, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Appreciate I appreciate uh, you so much. making the stop. Thanks. And thanks for uh, peddling your merch, bud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go get it on your website. <laughs> thanks a lot. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Scary pool party. Scary pool party. Hey. hey. What's okay. up, Mr. Pool Party? Nothing much. Just chilling at Lollapalooza. I know you've probably been asked this a million times, but I've never personally asked you this, so where did the name come about? So the name came about, I needed a name for a show that I was playing, and the day before the show, I was at a party, and my friend's like, hey, I need a name, texted me, and I was like, ah, I'm like, I don't really want to go by my name, Alejandro, because I felt like that's like super pretentious, so <laughs> I was like, being serious, I was like, nah, like, I don't want to go by my name, so I was at a party, and I was like, a scary pool party, so... Uh, as you I stuck. like it though It sticks It's different Yeah As you've been out Talking to people How many times You've been asked that question uh, Every time <laughs> Every time Well it's fun. You walked yourself into that Yeah I did I did <laughs> No I literally saw you On the lineup for this We were sitting in studio I think a couple weeks ago And I was like Scary pool party I want to I want to know About the name And I started googling And then I like Fell in a rabbit hole of Watching your videos <laughs> Awesome Yeah <laughs> When do you go on Or have you gone on no, play uh, tonight, Park West, at, 12, at midnight. Oh, that's and, a fun stage. Yeah, yeah. Especially at midnight. Yeah, then tomorrow we play uh, 12.45. I mean, uh, 3.45, sorry. Oh, cool. <laughs> You're yeah. in a different time zone. Yeah, huh? I'm, like in, I'm like all over the place. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from California. Oh, great. Yeah. Sold out tour. Or at least I know, well, at least the Chicago show I know is sold out in yeah. October. So yeah, you're man, coming back. Great. It's insane. Like a lot of the shows uh, are sold out, which is mind-boggling. Uh, how many festivals have you been doing this summer? Have you been just constantly doing them, or is this your only one? No, this is my first like leg of them. Yeah, it's my oh, really? actually my first actual festival that I'm playing with my own music, which is oh, absolutely ever? insane. Yeah, ever uh, as an artist. Last year, 2018, I was playing with a band called Twin Shadow. We did a bunch of festivals, but we didn't play Lollapalooza. But we did like Austin City Limits, uh, just a bunch. Yeah, it was great. But now that you're on your own. I mean, that's got to be a whole different thing, right? Like, you're just yeah. out there kind of on your own up on stage. It's, I mean, is that scary? <laughs> to me, that would be scary. Oh, it definitely is scary. But I think with any, you know, uh, any person that's, like, trying to play music, especially for myself, I think you need that push, especially for me. Like, I know when I'm scared or if I'm, like, nervous, it, like, pushes me to do something else that I'm not used to and I just work in that direction, then it's going to you know hopefully it turns out good so well and festivals are so cool i think it's such an organic way to get fans you know what i mean because it's like they hear you and then they're like i liked them so much i'm now invested and want to listen to everything he's done so yeah i agree i mean going to shows in general like i mean i grew up going to punk shows hardcore shows any show i can think of and so watching bands and gaining a fan base that way is like the best way you can do it yeah um the music we can pretty much get it anywhere right now, right? Wherever you get your music, you yeah. pick it up, stream it, listen mm -hmm. to it, download it, purchase it. Purchase it would be good. That would yeah. be a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Push that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got this thing. This is the B ninety six trash talk. Cool. So these are listener submitted questions. They're all very generic. They're generically weird. So we proofread some of them. Yeah, some of them. You want to grab one out of there? You want to play along? If sure. you don't want to, you we completely do understand. Yeah. Cool. If Let's you, do a different one. Yeah, <laughs> you can pass on whatever. <laughs> Let's see. see, the nice thing about these questions is if they suck, we can blame the audience, yeah. which is so nice for us. Yeah. <laughs> the, this question is, who do you want to marry out of the Lollapalooza lineup? 
Probably 21 Savage. Yeah. Wow. Marry his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's, to, he's tonight, man, right? Yeah, he's playing tonight? Yeah. He's Are you going to be tonight. able to watch that? Uh, hopefully. I mean, he's after Idols is the plane right now. Okay. He's after them, I think. Anybody yeah. else you're going to watch? Uh, I don't even really know the lineup, but I'm going to be probably going to be staying here watching as many bands as I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Thank you for coming by. Of course. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Yeah, Scary for Pool sure. Party yeah. at Lollapalooza tonight. Because uh, this will be out before you go on. So if you're coming to Lollapalooza, then yeah, hey, tonight. Him, but you haven't bought tickets to his show. Sorry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're done <laughs> you late. snooze, you lose. Yeah, snooze. Thanks, man. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.